Hey, it's Shay. Welcome to the More You Know podcast. Hey, it's Marissa Kay. Take this journey with us as we challenge our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. Because the more you know, the more you grow. Ooh, hello. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another episode, a new hot and poppin' and fresh and straight from the microwave episode of the More You Know podcast with me, Shay. Me, Marissa Kay. And And one of our special guests. Yes. Mr. Dontrell. How y'all doing? Yes, it's so nice to have you here. Great to be here. So we're going to start with our updates. Marissa, what's new with you? Um, not much. Just being driven crazy by my job. Hmm. Wow. Twinsies. Same here. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on that too. Dang, man. We trip us up in this bill. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just spiraling. Um, this was totally a Mercury retrograde job. I started during Mercury retrograde, and nothing is nothing makes sense. Like everything is just you're just having to just figure everything out um, on your own and just mm-hmm. it's hard. I'm sorry to hear that, <clears throat> but I feel you. It is hard, and I feel like um, with my job every day, you know, every day is something different, and I am still learning in this position, you know, being like my first real leadership position and everything like that, and it is such a heavy load to carry, but I don't know. Some days are better than most. Some days are better than others, I guess I should say, because not most. But um, it is what it is. You know, I prayed for this job. I wanted it. And so we're just going to learn from things and continue to get better. Right, Marissa? That's all we can do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, we can go into our... Um... Ooh, let's talk about our reviews. Um, Dontrell, have you seen um succession unfortunately i have not oh my god all right (laughs) at this point i'm done marissa yes what do you mean yes you told me that the next time we record you would have watched succession have you watched anything i have not been able to continue yet Oh, but you did start. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Yes. Me, I'll take that back. You started it. <laughs> yes, I did start. Um, well, uh, Dontro, I just want to encourage you to watch Succession. It's on HBO. Um, and just just do that. Okay, it is great. It is amazing, and you will love it. I don't even know you, but I know you'll love it. Cool. I'll I'll start it right after this. No, you won't. But it's okay. Um. No. It will, because I'm starting to run out of things to watch anyway. Okay, so what was the last thing that you watched that you was like, dang, man. Yes, yeah, it right there. I mean, me, I watch a lot of different things. Right now, I'm still hyped up off this Spider-Man movie, so I'm a little different than that, than uh, TV. Mm. I can't really get into that too much, because I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet, so. Yeah. Just, no, it's good. That's all I can say. 
Yeah, my brother took my kid, to, uh, my oldest, to see it, and he said it was really good. My oldest is like a Spider-Man head, like he loves all things Spider-Man. So he thought it was really good, too. All right, Marissa, so what you got for celebrity news? Oh, goodness. So I have an update about Bluetooth. Um, you know, that's my <laughs> nickname for them. Blue Rock Bluetooth? <laughs> so um mr uh bluetooth um him and krishan have all they've pretty much separated mm-hmm. and he i'm being very subjective but he's been doing his best to kind of get under her skin as she's carrying their child um and Erica Badu actually it's gotten back to her because she commented on the foolery and she encouraged the universe to do its job so a few days later um Blueface was arrested yes he um he was arrested for um his probation um because he's not supposed to I don't think he's supposed to be in Vegas and then he also is in trouble because he, uh, Krishan got into an altercation and he was breaking it up. So he um, he went to jail for that. And his the mother of his son and daughter was there to pick him up. And now he is back together with her. Wow. Yeah. Well, I need to go holla at Erica. Because <laughs> she's making things happen. So, Yeah. Well, that's what that is. Um, So we have our special guest here to um, do a part two to our last episode um, in uh, regards to being a gold digger. Are you a gold digger? That was part one. And this is part two. Marissa? Yes. So... My question on this, because it's really hard for me to see the other side, and I acknowledge that, um, because I've grown up in a family where I have extremely very hardworking um, women in my family, and most of these women, they make either just as much or more than their counterparts. So um, I have not really seeing that happening so I really but I constantly see men discuss this and talk about this in real life and social media so I wanted to get the perspective of men so I could you know hear this like objectively mm-hmm. so do you feel like do you feel like women for the most part do use men for money and gold dig uh i would i want i that's like a it is kind of a touchy situation but me personally i think it really depends on the woman that's themselves like you said you have you know you've grown up in a family you know that has strong independent women you know who make just as much money as the man do same in my family. I'm the same, doing the same thing. So, you know, of course, I don't see them as gold diggers. But at the same time, I've seen women who are independent, who can do it on their own. But 
you know, I've seen, I've witnessed them do some gold digging stuff too. So it's really, it's like, it's like, I mean, not, not all women, but there are, there are select few out there that yes, they don't, it don't matter what their situation is. They're going to go, they're going to be a gold digger regardless. They're going to do what they want to do to get to, to get the man's back and, and to keep their own as well. Okay. So I have a question. So I, well, I guess that's, so that's your definition of a gold digger, right? Someone who can, a female who's doing whatever she can to get, or just to get the man's bag, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, like in the episode and part one, we were talking about um, like women, like not um, dating a man or uh, being in a relationship with a man if he like doesn't have a job or not necessarily if he doesn't make less than her right but like say I refuse to be with someone who who has no income who has no job right so mm-hmm. would that make me a gold digger no it actually wouldn't I mean I mean especially I mean well and, and well actually I have a question I have a question to throw back at you mm-hmm. in does the woman have a job herself yes okay well then in that in that case I don't feel like I don't feel like she's trying to be a gold digger. I feel like that's, I mean, he, what is he bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, that's just, that's just like a man. I mean, a man, if he get into a relationship with a woman, nine times out of 10, he's not going to want a woman, you know, that just wants to, you know, just lay around, spend the money up, go shopping, pretty much, you know, just do the basic stuff. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you bringing to the table? Right. Like if I'm, I'm at work every day, you know, breaking my back, paying all the bills, you know, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, this is not like when, when you going, you know, when you going to flip the script, you know, when you going, you know, take me out to eat or, you know, when you going to buy me a new outfit, something, you know, when you going to mm-hmm. get, you know, so I feel like, you know, if she ain't, if she ain't willing to give, you know, if she ain't willing to give him back the same thing that he giving her, then yeah, I feel like you a gold digger at that point. So if she talking about, oh, I need a man that has a job, da, 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 da. Okay, go ahead. Cool. You know, you know, make sure, you know, you got a good independent man, but at the same time, make sure you're giving that same energy back. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to look at you as a gold digger at that point. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I agree. I do agree. And um, something else we talked about was, um, what was her name, Marissa? The the anchor lady or something? Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I wish I knew. I wish I remembered her name. I'll find her name. You can go ahead and bring it up. Okay, but she came under a lot of fire because she said that she would be with the man who owned the bus, not the man who drove the bus. Oh, wow. But this was, but this woman, um, I don't even know if she's, I don't know if she's just an anchor. Her name is Ebony K. Williams. And what was her occupation? Um, let me see. I just know she makes she I know she makes a lot of money. She's a lawyer. Okay, so she's a lawyer. What does that make her gold digger? Because she came under fire, and even other women were saying, "But what if he's a good person? What if?" you know what if this man you know really treats you right and I mean I get that too that is something to look at but it's like is it wrong for her 
I mean, yeah, I, I get where, you know, they come from. What if he's a good man, this, this, and that. But, I mean, if, you know, if she, you know, if she up there on, you know, if she up there at the top of her game, she going to want somebody on that same level. Now, I mean, if she finds a good dude who is driving the bus, you know, he's a great guy. He just, you know, just don't make as much as you or, you know, he ain't up to your standards or whatever, whatever the case may be. And you pass him on. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make you a gold. I wouldn't say that makes her a gold digger. I'll just say that kind of. I don't even I, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but it. It's not it, she she's not a gold digger at that point. She just has she just has very, very high standards. So, I mean, I, that, so my question would be also, would that make him a gold digger? If you want to. If she does get with the man that drives the bus. I mean, if she if she gets with the, if she gets with him, you know, just because he drives the bus some I'm like, like I said, I mean, I wouldn't. That's I mean, that's that's the tough. Um, <laughs> I, yes and no, kind of, because <laughs> I mean, it really it's, it's, it still goes back to it depends. It depends on the person. But I mean, you know, if he got a job, this is that, you know, he doing something. He ain't, you know, he ain't accessible as her. Okay. But I mean, at least he's doing something, you know, at least he bringing home some kind of money. I think I, that's, I think that's really, um, and it can be situational, right? So like, say he was a bus driver and maybe he didn't like expose his occupation or his, or he lied about his, you know, um, financials. And then he got with her and now all of a sudden he ain't working no more. Then yeah, bro, you was out, you were out for her money. You know what I'm saying? That then you, I feel like you could say he's he's a gold digger. But then, like in her defense, I also think it can be preference. Like maybe she just prefers to be with someone who is, you know, on the same level financially as her, because you know, that's just her preference. I don't think it makes her any any less um respectable and I don't think she was trying to put down the bus driver. I think she was just saying that's just not what she prefers, you know? And I think it's that's okay. Yeah, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. I mean, me personally, if I, was, if I was the custodian of the building and, you know, the CEO, you know, the lady CEO, like, hey, let's go out for drinks. You know, I really like you. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to stop being a custodian, but I mean, if you want to go on a date, that's fine. But I mean, I'm not, I'm, that's, would you question it? I mean, though? people are gonna look at me. Like, would you question, would I question it? it? Like, yeah, like. like mm-hmm. Um, I would at first. Like, I, I would, I, I would be one of the first questions I had. I mean, you know, I, I'll go ahead and go on the date, but while we're there, you know, I would question it. Okay, what, you know, what made you, you know, what made you want to ask me out? You know, I'm just a low-level custodian. You know, you big, you know, top CEO of the company. You know what? what made you want me to, you know, what made you want to sit down and have this drink or go out to dinner? What is it about me that you wanted to take me out? Because mm -hmm. I'm, because at that point, I'm curious myself. I'm like, hold on, you make, you know, you make, you know, six, seven figures a year. I'm over here, you know, making this basic five. So I'm trying to figure out what you, what you need me for. Like, <laughs> like I hear, like, that's my question. Right. <laughs> But I'm like, you know, I mean, if we hit it off, you know, we have a, you know, we have a good vibe going, you know, I'm a continued relationship, but it ain't gonna stop me from, it ain't gonna stop me from going to work just because she making, you know, 
way more money than me. I'm still mm-hmm. going to scrub them floors, do what I got to do. That's good. And some, pe- some people, yeah, they're going to look at me as a gold digger. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know what I am. Because, you know, I didn't just drop my job and just living off of her. I'm still making money. So if, if we do have a fallout, I still got money to fall back on. I still got a job, still got a place to stay, all that. That's good. I was going to say, I just um, also feel like it's kind of when that, when those roles are reversed, like when, let's say if it was the one, like the woman being the custodian or whatever, and the guy was the CEO, she's, is, she's a gold digger. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even like that all the time. It's not um Double standards, it, man. Yeah, there's yeah. situations that, like Matt Damon married a server. Literally went to a restaurant, found this waitress that he was attracted to, and he ended up marrying her. I mean, look at the Prince Harry situation. And people think that Meghan Markle is a gold digger. Yeah. It's like, no, she just a random American chick that he ran into and was like, hey. You fine. Like, let's, let's go out to eat. Let's take you out. Like, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he didn't care. He didn't care who she was. I think because people I don't, need to stop being haters. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure she's making more money than Kate Middleton, Meghan Markle as an actress. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that about Kate Middleton. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard anyone call her a gold digger. I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't seen it. Not the way that I've seen it about Megan. I think that um, the the whole uh, term is just played out to me. And I feel like people just throw it around. Just like if I just want better for myself and I don't want to be with someone who's not, you know, being as productive as I am then that's what I want for myself. It doesn't make me a gold digger. It doesn't make me, you know, I'm not looking down on anybody. I just know what I want and how I see my life. And it makes you human. Exactly. Has everybody's preference and everybody has, they, everybody is set in their own ways. So regardless of how you look at the situation, you may think this person is a gold digger. But if you look at a different situation that's similar to that, and they can be like, oh, well, you, the way you thinking about, the way you thinking about point B is the way she was thinking about point A in the other situation. So how is she a gold digger in her situation, but you ain't. Mm-hmm. But that's just how people are. Yeah. And it's not going to change. It's life. No, not. So. And another thing that um, I've thought about in, in these situations too is, um, with this many men as i've been seeing talk about women being gold diggers who are just interested in them for their money um i've seen i've actually noticed some men being upset that they're making a lot of money and they're still not able to attract a woman and then they start attacking men who don't make as much and to where usually they can attract a woman that makes more and takes care of them so i thought that was that's 
to in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought that was very and I've had I've seen someone like online like what do y'all do like uh, like what That's, is it that y'all do to get what yeah. is it that y'all quote unquote like bum dudes do to <laughs> attract these women like let me know what y'all do trust me there, I've actually had I mean I've actually even had people question question about my wife back when you know back me when we first met um one of the guy a guy I went to school with you know apparent I guess like a few months before I started talking to her he was like he was like man you know he tried to he tried to get with her she pretty much blew him off and you know I just started talking to her like a normal person you know no pickup lines no flash of money none of that stuff I was just talking to her like a normal person and you know we you know, uh, the relationship built up and here we are now. He over here like, bro, how do you pull, how, you know, how do you get, but I couldn't even get with her and I got this, 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 this now. She wasn't worried about none of that. That's your problem. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. assume she wanted flashy money and big rim and gold teeth. No, she didn't want all that. Because if she did, she would have got with you and I wouldn't have been around. <laughs> mm-hmm. People be worried about the wrong thing. Right. And then I feel like sometimes, yeah, like it's not even like that. And I feel like sometimes you just, um, you just have it or you don't like, you know, that, that factor, like that it factor or that attraction factor, you just, you have it or you don't. Cause for some people, they attract, they'll attract somebody that makes more. They'll attract somebody that does. They just attract. And then there's some people that, it doesn't even matter and and they just don't and it I guess it upsets them and I mean I understand why it would upset them um so I feel like at what point can you still be angry and say men use or women use men for money but then you're upset because you want them to use you for your money but they don't Mm. you know like like we said before society is crazy People will never be satisfied and they always going to want what someone else has or think what they have isn't good enough or think what they have is too much and they're too good for people. It's just like, just shut up. <laughs> just stop. I work, work with a dude like that. And I, I ain't going to lie. I hate clocking in every morning. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, every time I see him walk through the door, I'm like, oh, my God. like he couldn't have called in today. Needed <laughs> <laughs> one day without you, just one day. Man, no, it sucks, but it's life and it is what it is. All I know is I can't be with nobody that don't have a job. I don't care. You can make less than me. You can make more than me. But if you're not being, if you're not a productive member of society, if you're not cashing a legitimate check, if you're not working um, legally, I'm good. I don't care how much you make. You need to be making something, unless you like yeah. physically cannot. But then you better be getting some disability or something. No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like that's just the only reason. That's the only way. Heck, if it ain't from you, it's gonna be from somebody. Okay, <laughs> but that's all I have to say on the topic. No, what else you got, Marissa? I just for me I yeah I definitely can't be with someone that's not working and just like you said whether they're making less or more than me and then I I also 
I was like, I need them to. I don't know. I prefer them to be ambitious, like realistically ambitious. Um, because I, I honestly would like to run a business with whoever I end up with. I want to run a business. I, I would hope to find someone that wants to do the same for me, like the same, and that we could probably do it together. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm not just out here just looking for someone to because I I wouldn't even feel comfortable it, it, like let's say even if I were to go to LA and marry or end up marrying I don't know um Shia LaBeouf even though he's married uh, <laughs> right right but you know even with that like I would I feel like I would still need to do something like even if I needed to create and have my own like nonprofit organization to be able to because that's something that I just want to do or like I still want to have my dream I want to I want to work I mm-hmm. you know, like I want to create business so that's just no matter what that's something that I would want to do regardless so I just yeah I I just have never understood that concept so we have another guest he goes by Rambo he is my nephew and we are very close like sister and brother so he's like my nephew brother how y'all doing what's up everybody hello hello man yeah my bad about the uh being late and whatnot you was starting to the party, girls. <laughs> Man. But it's okay. So we'll just get your input here on, we've been talking about, um, you know, gold diggers and the term gold diggers and how we feel and um, pretty much like uh, our definition. So what? how would you define a gold digger, be it a man or a woman? Like, what's your definition of a gold digger? Um, I think... Uh, definition of a gold digger is more like somebody whose intentions from the beginning was to to get money out of it or you know as a metaphor you know gold out of it mm-hmm. um, sometimes I think people uh, start off with good intentions and then towards the end of it feel like that person owes them something and then next you know you, you know you, you, you're gold digging that way too though Mm-hmm. So I think something else that we talked about that I'm not sure, yeah, we did talk about this, but like kind of, I think there can be confusion or like not confusion, but really um like a misinterpretation, I guess, of mm-hmm. like gold digging versus standards. And like um, I said, I use myself as an example, like I won't, I refuse to be with someone who like has no job no source of like legal income not saying how much they have to make but that's just my preference right but I don't feel like that necessarily makes me a gold digger because I'm not saying you know they have to make x amount of money or make more money than me but they just need to be doing something productive with themselves uh, from a legal standpoint that's just me right and I think that that's just my preference that doesn't mean that I'm just looking for somebody with you know a whole bunch of money I'm not gold digging but I just know what type of life I, I want for myself. Yeah. It, you don't feel like you, you, you pretty much got another child over a spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, when it when it comes to having a somebody that has standards compared to somebody that was intentionally looking for somebody to take care of them, you got to kind of think about like what women expect out of men is like the same way men expect stuff out of women. And I think as a man, like you're supposed to be uh, like a provider, like security, you know, you're supposed to make a woman feel secure, you know? So if that Mm -hmm. comes with, you know, you working to know that all right, these bills and financial stuff is going to be secure, you know, that's, that's part of being security, you know, security is more than just, physically defending somebody off like uh i think it comes from like mental stuff too like you know i have you know certain times where i gotta teach my wife when somebody's trying to manipulate her you know uh Mm. using her feelings against her to try to get her to do something so as a man you're supposed to be you know making sure everything is secure and that's financially too so i think it wouldn't be wrong to have a standard of you at least got to have a job. We're not going to cry about what it is, but if we both working towards the same goal, you know, I think that's, it ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. And I was going to say, like, to be honest, I have been obviously with the podcast. um, I was unemployed for a minute. I, I knew I was not looking for someone while like unemployed because I almost, I mean, I have a lot more to offer than just that, but I didn't feel like I was in a space when I'm unemployed. I don't feel like I'm in a space to be serious with someone and build, you know, with someone, Yeah. even though it was temporary, but while it was temporary, I'm like, I still don't completely feel like I'm at a point to build yet you know like when you don't when you when they say you can't uh love somebody if you ain't learned to love yourself like you can't take care of nobody when you can't take care of yourself too you know mm-hmm. so I, I, I can see why that's a reason for somebody to not be looking for a relationship when, you, when you're not employed it costs money to be in relationships oh yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah, i, I want to travel <laughs> Like, I want to travel. I want to have day nights. I want yeah. to do stuff like that. And I don't want it to always be on the other person. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I just thought about something. Marissa, okay. you know how I'm always saying, man, I want to be a stay at home wife again? Yeah. Does that make me a gold digger? No. <laughs> okay. No, I just thought fine. about that. <laughs> See, with, oh. <laughs> with that situation, it's, that's different is I mean if you you know if there's if you know if you find you a man that you know making good money and all this and then he's telling you hey you know you don't have to work you know stay home with kids all that's not that's y'all preference you know dude I got because staying I, home is a job in and of itself exactly that is we hard have, I actually have a uh, two sister-in-laws both of them they're stay-at-home mothers because my shoot my brother-in-law they got bank they making money so they don't have to work. One of my sister-in-laws, she doesn't. She literally, you know, she's the stay-at-home mom. You know, she'll stay home with the kids. They start to go to school. So she, you know, starting to find hobbies or she, she's probably going to get a side job or something. But same with the other one. She's doing the same thing. She, you know, she'll bake like treats or cakes or that. And on the side, make a little extra pizza. You know, stay home. She's a stay-at-home wife. That's just, that's just, their, that's their situation. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like that in the beginning. It's just, you know, 
when they got together, you know, they were both working, doing this, this, and that. And then eventually, you know, my brother-in-laws, they moved up so high in their career that it's like, look, baby, I make enough money. You don't have to work if you don't want to. Yeah. All right. I'm just making sure y'all, you got to check yeah. myself sometimes. <laughs> nah, you good. But I said, as that long as you and him got an understanding, it don't matter what everybody else thinking. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like with uh when you go to like when you watch Everybody Hates Chris and like the the mom, she quit every job she in because she's like my man has two jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. Like they made it a joke, but you know, as a man, you're supposed to get to a point to where you can, you know, have your wife stay at the house to where she can focus on raising the kids and and keeping that bond. Like uh, my wife, I didn't want her to go back to work. She went back to work. But she only works like three days a week. Uh, but I wanted her to stay at home as long as she could uh, to to go ahead and and build a, a strong bond with our newborn. You know, mm -hmm. like even with the cutting the umbilical cord, like we made him wait for a second. Like you're not really supposed to rush and cut that umbilical cord, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I wanted her to stay stay uh, off of work you know as long as she could uh just so she could you know have that relationship i think it's one of them things where we all you know rushing back just because we we used to you know we're not comfortable where, where we need to be but as far as out of survival mode like a yeah she was in trauma. survival mode pretty bad when i met her she was uh working uh three jobs and uh she had her daughter by herself, you know, uh, the father that, you know, he was in jail or whatever, but, uh, you know, I've kind of, I, I told her the other day, I felt like we upgraded each other because I needed somebody that was going to do what they're supposed to. And, uh, and, well, you know, you, everybody looks for somebody to love them the right way. So that, and then, uh, she, she, you know, really needed help at the same time. So we just happened to, running to each other but I think uh I think stay uh, being a stay-at-home mom I think it is a job and it's mentally uh it's it is a little hard you know you got to have some other friends that's uh doing it too to keep you sane somebody to talk to while everybody else is out at work and you stuck with at the house with the kids or whatnot a little hard that's that's the, one of the hardest jobs I've ever had because <laughs> you never leave your job like, that's what I try to tell people, like, you know, it's different, like, when you go to work, and then you come home, like, when you are a stay-at-home mom, and you always at work, like, yeah. you are, even when you leave, and you have those kids, you still, you know what I'm saying, like, you never, you really don't get a break like that, so it is one of the, being a stay-at-home mom is one of the most difficult tasks I've ever had. Look, that's like my mom. My mom worked. My mom, uh, she works from home because she's been working for Bank of America for like 30 years. And mm -hmm. she's on like a couple of years before COVID hit. So she she didn't know nothing. She she was remote. She was remote before remote even became mm -hmm. a thing. Man, I kid you not. Every lunch break for an hour, she'll go to the store. She'll get her hair done. She'll she'll go to my grandma's house. She'll find something to get out that house. She's like, I'm not staying here all day every day <laughs> and my daddy and he he want to sit down and relax and she like look she like well i mean she said well dinner's on the stove 
I'm about to go. I'm about to go walk around Walmart. I'm gonna go to the store. So she she finds an excuse to leave the house every single day. Yeah, you have to, or you will drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you got them moms that's uh you're a stay-at-home mom, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I think that's where it, it, it make it it make it messed up for the moms that is actually doing what they're supposed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. If you if you gonna if you gonna be a stay at home, you know, mom or husband or whatever, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, it's like you ain't even, you not the fact that you making it harder on you know your spouse. Cause it's like like hold on, I've been at work all day. You supposed to be stay at home, mom. I come home, and I still I still gotta do the dishes. I still got to figure out what we cook for dinner. I still got to get the kids straightened up. I still got to do like, hold on. I can do like, I shouldn't have to do everything. Like that. That's what you staying at home's for, you know? <laughs> like, right. put this stuff while I'm gone. So I come yeah. back. And I come we, back you know? <laughs> right. And it's like, um, me and Rambo, we grew up, my brother, he kind of took on that role. Mm-hmm. So we saw him um, come off from work and cook. He still does it. Yeah. He still comes home and he does all the housework. Yeah, he he taught me growing up that he had he taught me how to cook and clean. He was like, just in case you end up getting you know with a woman like like what he had that didn't cook and didn't know how to didn't know how to cook and didn't clean well or clean it that much either. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it should be. You don't have to be a perfect house of spotless every day, but if at least it don't look like you just made it look worse than what it was before we left or you didn't do anything, like that's where the problem is. But you don't have to be perfect every day. I mean, it could be straightened up some days and it, it shouldn't be a problem. Exactly. Me and, actually, me and my wife just had this conversation. I was saying the same thing because I work 12 hour shifts. So I'm literally gone from mm. six. Like, I don't. I come I, I leave when it's dark and sometimes depending on the time of the year I come home when it's dark I don't yeah. so if I come home you know I don't expect the house to be spotless but you know if I leave in the morning and you know let's say let's say the living room got like shoes and toys scattered around on the floor or something and it's your off day you know you can just put away the shoes and toys you ain't got to do everything in the house just do a little bit that's it yeah. look Way I can take it. Yes, well, that was beautiful, Marissa. What else you got? Oh, you ready for my um, my fact? Yes, Miss Marissa's fun fact because I suck at getting facts. <laughs> I just this all day. I'd be real tired. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna bring uh, Mr. Rambo back for another episode since he caught the tail end of this one but go ahead marissa what's your fun fact so while we're talking about you know gold digging and we've kind of hit on marriage so according to a study actually the top reason for because women usually do initiate divorce is uh 70 percent Uh, so the number one reason is infidelity and while we're talking about gold digging financial problems is actually um 12 on the list Hmm. infidelity incompatible 
was number two. Drinking and drug use was number three. Hmm. Everybody under the influence. Man. <laughs> As I sip my homemade margarita. It's pretty I delicious. Almost, I was going to bring one while I was on here, but I have to. I, I got this. Let me show you how this. I ran across, I bought this today because it had a good look, cool look. Uh, hold on, where's the camera at? <laughs> Neft it's, oh, vodka. Yeah. No. Nah. It was like $35 though. This little, but it's, it looked like a barrel, you know, like a toxic barrel. Yeah, but vodka. It ain't that bad. It looked like a trash can. It do. <laughs> I'm going to cut the top, put change in it when I'm done with it. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so we had a challenge for last week. Um, and the challenge was, what was it? Oh, to have a hard, a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. And I said, I did have one of those. And it was, and I was actually kind of scared too, which, you know, kind of surprised me because I ain't scared of nothing or nobody, you know, but um, it was a tough conversation and I had it, you know, at, it was, um, at work with someone who um, is like on the uh, one of our like regional teams or the regional team so they're you know the owners and things like that and it was tough for me but I knew it had to happen because my daddy always told me and always tells me not to let anybody talk to me any kind of way right you don't let people talk to you in a kind of way you and you don't talk to people any kind of way and so it was a tough conversation and I was really I don't say I was scared but I'm like y'all this might be my first time getting fired because I've never been fired from a job right but I also refuse to let people talk to me any kind of way so that was my tough conversation and that's why Marissa and me and you were talking and I just said like I just don't I don't want to talk to nobody (laughs) but but it had to happen and you know what and I feel really good I felt really good after it because I um you know I was able to express myself um using my words my you know big educated words (laughs) and um in a way like where I, I didn't sound really like defensive and I I wasn't in my feelings I made sure I had my mind clear you know before and I put everything on paper and I did I felt really good about myself I felt really um I felt better afterwards and actually the conversations between me and the other person have been really good after you know not really good but they've been better I should say like I don't um dread hearing from this person and so it was a tough it was challenging just because I'm like even though you know like I'm at the top as far as my building goes I'm not at the top as far as the company goes the organization so it's like man you know I was nervous but I just had to make sure I, I um was my own advocate and spoke up for myself so I feel really good did you have a tough conversation Marissa no I should have though but you there's, will yeah oh and there's one I could have had with my coworker. um yesterday but it's kind of she's like she's very young she's like 19 mm-hmm. um so I, um I really don't want to blame it on her age everyone says that it's because of her age but yeah. I didn't act like that when I was 19 um my nieces and nephews didn't act like that 
and you know I guess it might be a culture thing because I was taught at work at anywhere when you walk into a room and there's more than one person you speak you acknowledge all parties you know not that you have to be like hey 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 but you know you make eye contact hey y'all how you doing right that's simple exactly you know? and I felt she does it all the time and I have felt very extremely um disrespected um because she'll come in with me and my other co-worker and she'll like tap her on the shoulder and just start whispering to her and laughing and it's very oh, no she right. got walked out I had to walk her out yeah and so <laughs> I kind of didn't she want to talk to me like 10 minutes after she's been talking to my other co-worker and I wasn't having any of it she's like what's wrong and I was like I'm good and I just kept working you know um, but that was a point where I could have took a step back and been like you probably don't mean it but you know, it's disrespectful. I find it disrespectful when you do things like that. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, and I will. That's a hard conversation um, because I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I, I'm not about to get disrespected by a kid and then I don't, but I don't want to feel like I am being rude <laughs> to a kid. Well, it's all about your delivery. So I would is. wait until you feel comfortable that, you know, you'll deliver it in a way that she will receive it. You know what right. I'm saying? Without being um, defensive. Absolutely. Dontrell, did you happen to have a tough conversation with anyone this past week that you would like to share? I actually had um, I actually had a similar situation to Marissa's um, a couple of days ago at work. My my uh, team leader, uh, him, him and one of the higher up, one of the building managers, they were walking through. Um, our department, because I work, I work at Dole Foods. It's a baking factory. I work in the smokehouse. He was walking through our department, you know, just checking over everything, this, this, and that. They were just talking. They didn't say anything to me. And I'm the, I'm the smokehouse operator. I'm pretty much the next level I can go up is team lead, supervisor status. So I'm, I'm running, I'm running what's in there other than him. And you know, he, you know, they were just chopping up, talking about this and this and that. And then. Then they come and then, you know, I walk up to him. Hey, you know, y'all do, you know, everything. All right. Is there anything else? You know, is there anything I need to know about? And then, you know, like, no, no, everything's good. Everything's good. And they walk off. And then about like 30, 45 minutes later, another team lead from the department next to mine comes over and he's like, hey, um, y'all need to start doing this, doing this, 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 and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? And then he was like, he was like, oh, well, um, you know, your, your, your team lead and, you know, the upper, the building manager, you know, they said, y'all got to start doing this, 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 and now I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, so you mean to tell me I literally walked up to them and asked them if there's anything that I needed to know. And they tell me, no, just to turn around and, and send you over here. Mm-hmm. To try to tell me what to do. I said, okay, that's cool. I said, whatever. I said, all right, I acknowledge that I got you. As soon as my team lead came back, you know, I told them straight up, like, look, man, don't do that again. Like, I understand, you know, you above me and no disrespect to the way I'm talking to you. But I said, if I ask you if there's anything I need to know, you tell me right then and there. Don't send nobody from another department to tell me what I need to do. Right. Asked you right to your face. And, that, and out of respect, you should have told me right then and there some stuff I could have did. I would have said, OK, cool. I'll jump right on it. But the fact that you had somebody else come over to tell me something that I asked you about is disrespectful to me right definitely 
Yeah, he like he apologized and everything. And I'm like, all right, man. I said, but just I'm just letting you know. Don't let it happen again because I don't play, I don't play like that. I came right. into full amount of respect, you know, asked you if there's anything I needed to do. All you had to do was say, yeah, we got a couple of things. I'll get back with you later. You could even say that and I would have been cool. Right. Me a straight up no. <laughs> and then you turn around and have somebody else that I barely even knew. Uh, he, he ain't even, you know, he ain't even a team lead in my department. You had him come over here and tell me something, which means you didn't even, you didn't even man up enough to come and speak to me face to face and tell me. I think there's something else with that. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like, boy, uh, mm, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I bit my tongue a little, a little bit because I could have said a lot more, but I said, no, nah, I ain't gonna do it because I need this job. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What about you, Rambo? Did you have a difficult conversation with someone this week that you like to share? Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, first thing I want to say uh, about Trail's situation, I don't know how they, where you work or how it is where you, where you work, but when I had a situation similar to that, I was, I had like, uh, I'm at Spirit, so I had like some older uh, black dudes kind of give me the game, you know, because I started in, I was I was younger. Uh, and tell me how to handle situations like that. And uh, they told, always tell me, like, you you know, you, you pull them to the side. You you know, you play it cool in front of everybody. You pull them to the side. Mm -hmm. Let them know what you need to let them know. And then it's your word versus his word. But I don't mm -hmm. know how y'all company work, but that's how it works in spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, never have no witnesses when you check them, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was just me. Nah, there was nobody back there. <laughs> okay, yeah, because yeah, I had to had to tell yeah, tell you I don't I'm not gonna be so professional one day. And yeah, he tried to tell on me. But uh I had a situation last week. I don't know what we can honestly say on this. Uh oh, you can say whatever you want to say, whatever you feel comfortable sharing with okay, so the we can world. Say right on here. Because this is uh I was at, I was telling Maritza about it earlier. Um, we was at the, off of 21st at the PNP. Uh, we was meeting up to, before we uh, passed out the food to the community. Mm -hmm. And we we gave some food out with the motorcycle club. And uh, the, the building was closed. So I went across the street to the gas station, used the bathroom. It's like that Valero that everybody be getting like shot at and people be tripping. It's like the one that, you really don't want to if you ain't in the area you just want to keep on you want to go up the street mm -hmm. to the quick shop you know so i went over there i used the bathroom and the indian dude is uh he said he didn't have a bathroom that i could use and so i went outside and uh i looked around and there was a fence on the side and i was i wasn't uh, it wasn't probably right but i had to go so i went to the fence next door Use the bathroom over there on the fence, you know, man. We outside here, so he come outside and he like try to say hey, like real hard, like I don't know if you thought he was gonna scare me or something, but I just finished handling my business, and I turn around and uh, and he uh, he's saying something like use the bathroom in your car, don't you know, don't pee over on the side on the fence, and this ain't your house, this ain't your fucking house, and all this other stuff, you know. So I uh. I stay pretty nonchalant like I normally am. And uh, 
And I was telling him, I was like, well, you know, you should have let me use the bathroom. You let me use the bathroom, and I had to go, you know. It is what it is. So then he decides, since he's angry and I'm not angry, you know, you could tell somebody gave him some type of survival guide before he came to the hood to, uh, on what to do when you get into it with black people. So uh, he decided he was going to call me the N-word and say something like, get out of here, nigga, or something like that, right? And uh, I didn't let it just, you know, trigger me like he was expecting it to. So instead, what I did, I hit him with a, I told him, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you a sand nigga. You know, at the end of the day, every, you know, everybody, we all niggas. You know, so I called him a sand nigga a couple of times. He know how to take that. So then he tried his his second. You know, I'm I'm casually trying to walk back across the street to my bikes and everybody else, and he's just you know still talking crazy. And uh, then uh, he tried to switch it up, say something like, try to say something about me being a bum or something. I'm like, I'm not. That ain't gonna affect me either. But whatever. So uh, then he started talking tough, like, yeah, that's right. You better leave. I'm like, come over here across the street, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just come across the street. He's like, no, I'll be here all day. I was like, all right, I'll be right back. And uh, so I went back over there about five, ten minutes later, and I was thirsty. I really needed some water because we'd been outside for a while. And so I gave like $2 to somebody else, and I think he was going to let me serve me anyway. And, uh, you know, I just kind of went in there and told him, like, hey, uh, you know, I think it's crazy you want to, you know, call people niggas when we're the only reason why your business is making money, you know, exactly. that's crazy. You know, you should, uh, you should watch, your, you know what I'm saying? I pretty much tell you, you should watch your mouth, you know, cause I'm like the way it works for motorcycle clubs. Like, you know, I have my two sergeant arms with me. So I'm like, it's a reason, you know, they don't have a, they don't have their vests on. You never do. In the motorcycle club where you never do no dirt and you with your vest on it's like our number one rule for like most clubs is like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm just coming to let you know, bro. Like, you know, watch who you're talking to and you know, don't be disrespecting black people when we don't the reason why you got money. Try to say something about his business and this and that. And then all of a sudden it would have turned into uh he'll call nine one one or like you can't pay tough and then threaten to call the police the same time. It don't that's like water and oil, it don't mix. But nobody was gonna nobody was gonna touch the little skinny dude. But uh, that was my situation. Uh, pretty much, we after after letting him know to watch his mouth, and he never know who you're really talking to. Uh, we got out of there and went ahead and uh, fed the homeless and people that I know on the north side that you know it's uh, kids and stuff. You know, so uh, yeah. we went and did that. But we uh, to try to be on a positive thing. We're trying to do it every Sunday or every other Sunday. Uh, we're making plates and stuff with uh, Puff. Puff, he's been out here selling a lot of turkey legs. and He make grills and stuff. Uh, so we teamed up with him and this uh, AD. He, he's an MMA fighter. We're trying to get more organizations and stuff uh, that want to pitch in and help with it. But uh, I know how it is. Like, you know, I went back and forth between my mom and my dad. I know. Sometimes, you know, it's summertime, you got all these kids and you eating up all the snacks and stuff and Man. you don't get the food stamps to a certain, certain time. So, you know, I know, you know, passing out these plates on the north side, you know, uh, it's, it's going to help somebody, you know, and I really, we really want to try to get more people that is somebody that got five, you know, way too many kids and don't got enough food for everybody. We really want to give it to them. Uh, 
Y'all need to make like a flyer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I got invited to uh, kind of last minute, so I'm gonna try to do better to uh, promote it this time, the next go round. Yeah, cause you know what, um, people do come out for that food, like um, at the church at my dad's church. You know, they do their. I think it's like every, I don't know, once a month. I can't think, but um, they gave away like food boxes, and this last time they gave away um milk and like the lines. It's like. Okay long you know um yeah. uh, mercy your daddy was up there the other day helping and oh, it, yeah, yeah. the lines are long so people do need it so i mean get my flyer yeah. made or whatever and i'll share it on all my pages my personal pages this page and uh, my work page everything because it definitely is needed but i'm glad you handled that situation um as calm and cool as you can because some people would not be some people would have given into that right all the taunting and stuff that he did and would have gave him exactly what he wanted but i think you handled that very well yeah yeah uh i, I appreciate that too i mean sometimes uh I, I feel like i've been trying to do do better for a while but uh i did go i dropped past like, i've mean, been doing the four-wheeler thing and stuff and while i'm not with the club and i rode past the church and I seen your dad out there with granddaddy and a bunch of people. I didn't, it looked like they were passing by. I didn't stop. I didn't know what they was doing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the other yeah, day, yeah, it was I milk. I did see a line out there. And granddaddy mm-hmm. uh, was complaining. Uh, it was a yesterday or something. So I like he was tired. I've been passing milk out all day. You know? <laughs> he was. When I went up there, they were sitting in the office. He looked beat. And I, um, so it was like he last did. summer I went up there and he was. <laughs> on one of the one of the pews just sitting there hot i'm like look at you um putting in work but oh, he's been tired i came in here um after getting my nails done and he just passed out on in the recliner just knocked out <laughs> you like a little bad little kid in summertime hey what y'all not gonna do is be talking about my uncle like that this is what we're not gonna do so what we're gonna do right here is we're gonna cut it off and i'm gonna give y'all this challenge everyone gonna listen listen up okay now so our next challenge is going to be <laughs> To do one thing, right? Make, well, one thing, okay. Do one thing, make a special sacrifice and do something for yourself, Hmm. right? Because I know like it's hard. I I just speak for myself, right? It's hard for me to just take time out and just do for me, right? Like I do for others all day, every day. But I feel like we need to take the time Last week, we um, had a hard conversation, tough conversation for ourselves. And this week, I want us to do something specifically for ourselves, like make a sacrifice, tell somebody no, and take care of yourself. Just, it don't have to be every day. It don't have to be nothing big or major. Like for me, I'm probably not going to answer the phone one night so I can go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm not going to stay up and watch this movie with my kids because I can go to sleep. I love them, love them. I love them the same, but I'm not going to stay up with you because I'm tired. I'll stay with you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, just make a sacrifice. Tell somebody no to do something for yourself. As long as it doesn't bring anyone any hurt, harm, or danger, I think that's okay. And I think it's what we need to do. I'm down. In agreement. We all on one accord. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one. But you can do it. You have to make that sacrifice and take time for yourself to do one thing for yourself you're trying to think of what i'll even want i guess some sleep 
Yeah, it, that, that's why it doesn't have to be anything major. Like it could be like, no, I can't come hang out with you right now. I need to just sit. You know what I'm saying? Like just sit in in silence and no TV, no phone, no nothing. You don't have to go to sleep, but just sit and reflect. Like yeah. think, just be, just be, Shoot, just yeah. you. Shoot, you might as well did that already because I've been going. <laughs> I mean, like I said working 12 hour shifts we were some uh we have rotating schedules so we work three days one one week four days next week well on my off days i've been going in for extra you know four anywhere from four to eight hours you know just making overtime money so shoot yes this this morning i woke up i said you know today you know overtime day i'm gonna really get some rest and i'm gonna chill i rolled back over and went back to sleep <laughs> well do it again <laughs> Best or, or something else so i've uh i got a lot of people that probably if, after hearing this they'll, they'll probably figure me out but a lot of people i've, I've tried to make them think that i work to to 3 30 but really i get off at one i work <laughs> four, four, four to, to yeah one thirty. so i've been telling people i get off at three to try to get me a nap in man hey Where and that's okay and sometimes you gotta well, trying to get that's... fit out here. I'm getting the gut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 good. And on that note, yes, uh, we'd like to come to the conclusion of this episode. Uh, Marissa, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I feel like everyone is allowed to have their preferences. Everyone is allowed to have their standards. It does not make you a, a gold digger or money hungry um, woman or man. I want to put that out there. And everyone, um, yeah, take care of yourself. Um, make that sacrifice for yourself. Um, the new challenge. And everyone just be safe. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my last words. All right. So we would like to thank our special guests, Duntrell and Rambo. Thank you guys so much. And um, we would love to have you again. Um, And for our lovely listeners, we would like to thank you so much for um, listening to us. And we hope that you, um, you know, learn something and something resonated with you and you take something with you. And we hope you accept our challenge as well. Do something for yourself. And I'm pretty sure this is a repeat challenge, but repeat it. (laughs) um and so um we would like to thank you for everything that you have done everything that you are doing and everything that you will do in the future and we hope that everyone who's listening has a great night and or day and the reason why i say that is why marissa i will tell you because you may be listening to us in the daytime or you may be listening in the evening or night so you know whatever suits whatever floats your boat and on that note we are out of here. Bye. Goodbye.